Welcome to the Pathway Podcast. In this episode, we have a special conversation between worship team member Carrie Neldon and her husband, executive pastor Mitchell Neldon. In their conversation, they talk about an upcoming event at Pathway called Worship Night. Worship Night is happening on February 16th at 6.30 p.m. at Pathway. And in this conversation, they talk about the set list for the night and why worship is so important to the Christian life. Hopefully you enjoy this conversation about Worship Night 2022. Carrie, you are the one that really is spearheading the the team that is planning all this. So I want to know what excites you about an event like Worship Night. It's been one of our biggest events the last couple of years. Why does Worship Night excite you? I think for worship night, it, people are coming just with a heart ready to worship through song and through music. And while we talk a lot about how it's not, that's what we do every Sunday. We worship through music, we worship through song, we sing together as a, a body of Christ, as a congregation. And um, that's just a beautiful thing that we get to experience as believers, as um, you know, members of this body. But I think for worship night, what kind of sets it apart is that's all we're doing. We're coming with a heart ready to worship, to sing praises to our God, who is really big and doing incredible things, has done, is doing, will do incredible things. And so um, I think that that is what is super special because um, people kind of, I think and hope that people, um, you know, take it as a moment to kind of exhale and um, to be reminded of God, of Jesus, and how the Holy Spirit is moving in our lives and coming prepared to sing praises to Him. Yeah, and you've been a part of the worship team for a long time now, over 10 years, right? Because I'm Some, really old, yes. Somewhere around in there. Well, yeah, older than me. <laughs> okay. But what is it about music? that helps people to worship? Because music in itself mm-hmm. isn't worship. We equate the two mm-hmm. a lot, but worship is just a tool to help us worship. What is it about music that helps people tune their hearts to a mm-hmm. uh, posture of worship? I mean, people use music to, we can sing psalms, we can sing scripture, and it's it helps us to remember things because it our, I guess our minds are just more geared to sing a song and to remember the lyrics um, than to like a recite um, a poem sometimes or something like that. I don't, I guess I don't, you would probably know better the whole psychology behind it, but I do think that music uh, has the ability to just speak to a part of us that is hard to reach otherwise and then helps us to remember and be reminded of what we're singing and what, um, what that means and what or in this particular instance that we're worshiping God in a way that um, I don't know it's just it's beautiful to me that sounds really cheesy yeah. too but <laughs> from like a objectively like music shouldn't it shouldn't make that much sense in terms of just like survival mm-hmm. but it's one of those things that points to intangibilities of life that are special right mm-hmm. we look at all these different things like family, there's kind of a 
family should help you in life, right? Um, your work should help you provide for your family and what you have going on. But music is something like that, that on the surface provides no benefit. It's an intangible thing that mm. people really enjoy. And we've been doing it since the very beginning of time. Yeah. And there's something about that that connects us to God. Like, I would say there's a strong argument that music existed before creation and we just were able to mm. truly embrace it. Yeah. And, uh, and connect us with what's eternal. And it's a very spiritual thing in, in the most pure sense. Um, you grew up seeing worship through music a lot because your dad, that's something our dads have in common. They're both, our dads both are named Don, right? Yes. My dad was in at least one quartet, I believe <laughs> multiple Southern Gospel quartets. Your dad was similar. Yep. Your dad's a lot more talented. Well, he sings. My dad's bass. Your dad sings tenor. Like a tenor, yeah. So what was it like? Like, How did that, seeing your dad perform and worship through music so much, how did that shape your desire for when you grew up and decided what kind of worshiper you were going to be? Like, how did, how did that play into you embracing music so much as a part of that? Just kidding. My dad always told me that. Not always. But that my brother has a better uh, ear. For he said that? <laughs> yeah. I was always, uh. my, similarly, Nick, my older brother, <laughs> they were, I remember as a kid when we were in like the elementary age Christmas program and mm -hmm. our first practice, the choir director who was like the worship director like at the church, that yeah. was his full-time job called my dad on the phone on the landline after the, that night the sunday night practice after the sunday night practice we're getting ready for bed get a phone call the guy calls my dad and says i just want to let you know that nick my older brother did really good tonight he really has an ear for music <laughs> and i was like well did he mention anything about me and i'm probably like seven or eight years old and my dad's like no he didn't mention you <laughs> Yeah, what's funny is my dad told me that on several occasions, but still somehow he's he like pushed me to do it more. I don't know to sing more to like. How did he? And how did he? How did he push you? To so do it? I, <clears throat> do I, well, okay. So we grew up like singing specials at church and like. What is a special for? <laughs> a song that no one else sings except for the people who are on stage or plays or whatever. And somehow when you say so-and-so singing a special, everybody's supposed to know, don't sing yeah, except for that right. person. Right. And so I would do like backup to my dad, like sing with my dad at a very early age. And Doug didn't really get invited to do that as much until he started singing as my backup on a couple of songs. And your dad's like, wait a second. <laughs> He's <Doug's> much better. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, so funny. And so, um, Anyways, yeah, definitely getting back to your original question. It, I mean, it was a part of our life. You know, we uh, had music on all the time back when we would drive in my dad's car. Like he would always have like a gospel cassette tape or some kind of song that he was practicing that he would pop into <laughs> the cassette player on his uh, Suburban and we'd be listening to that and uh, he would practice and rehearse it over mm. and over and over again. And so I just think that um, like worshiping through music and while like today it looks a lot different, we're not you know singing the kind of music necessarily that my dad was singing or like, and we're not doing specials, but um, I think that it, 
it has just always been a part of my life, singing to God. And so, um, I guess, uh, how, what did you say? How did it shape my... Yeah, what role did that play into you embracing music, worship through music into your adult life when mm. you were making those decisions for yourself? Yeah. So then coming to college, it, um, I, I guess that's when you can kind of like make it your own. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like that we, I went through a lot of really hard times around that age and that time. And um, I do think that you know, God spoke to me through scripture and then through song. And there are songs that you can hold on to. Like there are certain like passages that I can remember and say, this is what got me and what I was reminded of when I was going through this. Or, and there are songs that do the same thing and worship songs specifically. I feel like those, like we were talking, it just kind of um, reminds me of who God is in my life. And I can sing to him and praise him no matter what is going on and no matter how hard life is. And so I think that is what's super special. And, um, and so kind of having that foundation, I guess, um, yeah, really spilled into my college career. I was there, I don't know, a couple of years before Clint didn't have a keyboardist and somehow I got suckered into Clint doing that. Clint being the worship pastor yes. at Pathway. Yeah. Sorry, time. Clint Feltz, the original worship pastor at Pathway. And, um, OG. Yeah. Somehow he convinced me to attempt to play. You the wanted to do it though. Like, yeah, but I wasn't good. <laughs> no, nobody. <laughs> I was the basis. So this is true. That goes to show well, you the level of talent we had. Yeah. That's. I think anyways. that's something that that's very different. I mean, that was literally over ten years oh ago. And yeah. to see where where worship a pathway, where music a, pa- a pathway. And the worship team has come so far. You know, we've had Taylor Wood was the worship pastor right after, right after Clint. We haven't had a worship pastor in that role since Taylor left. But like Daniel has done a great job of leading a team of yeah. volunteers. Him being a volunteer himself, and I think that speaks to people's desire to do this with their spare time, to take their free time and dedicate it to a team that takes so much effort and investment like the worship team, people want to do it. I often kid Daniel all the time. Like you are leading the one team where the volunteers are fighting for time to serve. Yeah, And pretty much every other team, it's like, well, I need, I want to serve, but like once a month would be great. So, or less. Or less, yeah. <laughs> and I think that that's, that's something that's, that's really special is that is it, it speaks to the enjoyment of music and worshiping through music. And it's an escape for people. Um, I had a question. What was the question? Uh, it was, uh, oh, what have you seen the last few years since we've been doing a dedicated night of just worship through music? What have you witnessed in people and how that they've responded to it? You know, like how, mm. it, people say it means a lot to them, mm. but how do you think that that looks like within Pathway people? And how has it changed your life? You know, worship night always seems to be a timely event. Like even last year it got postponed because of COVID. It just does seem like every year people are going through something and they show up and they need it, number one. But number two, it is what I see and what we've been able to kind of witness is um, 
singing is not just for the individual and especially when you talk about worship it's for the body it's for everyone in the room to sing together and um i think us being able to pray for one another we always have a special a special like dedicated time to pray for other people in the room it connects us it doesn't just it's not just an individual singing to god it is a group of people singing to God and therefore connecting us to one another. And um, I think that that is so crucial because um, we talk about how Jesus died for the church. He loved the church so much that he gave himself up for it. And so when we, I think what we can sometimes lose and maybe forget is when we only think about the individual and we don't think about the body and um, that that is just incredibly special. So I feel like it has always brought our church closer together. Mm -hmm. And because every year I can think of someone going through a hard time or something happening around that time, and I don't wanna wish anything, but like mm -hmm. it is just that time to pray for each other, to sing together, because that's what we're gonna be doing for all eternity, singing together to a God who loves us so much and who walks with us through these difficult times, um, once again, not only as an individual, but as a body. And when one part of the body is hurt or broken or excited and happy, like no matter what you're going through, like it affects all of us. Like we're all here together. And um, to give us that glimpse and that joy and excitement to get to sing to God together, I just feel like um, that has always been really special about worship night. And um, I'm excited to get to do it again soon. Yeah. And this year's theme for, for the whole school year is explore, right? And we're mm -hmm. going into the final semester of that theme. And we want people to explore the purpose that God has given them, which is uh, creating community with each other. What you just talked about is, is that, like singing together congregationally mm -hmm. through music and worshiping that way that unites and creates community so much. And it's also equipping, right? Like thinking about scripture, thinking about theology through something that's so emotion provoking like music and lyrics. And it helps you think about scripture and what God has done for you in a different way. Mm -hmm. And then also like it, it motivates you, right? To bring Christ, to fulfill that yeah. vision, to, to, to be so excited. You get so excited from certain lyrics or certain bridges or, or certain songs mm -hmm. that it gets you jazzed up mm -hmm. to fulfill that vision to bring Christ to the people around you. Mm -hmm. What we hope to do this year is that we will challenge people to explore that purpose through and help worship inspire them to do that. Yeah. To think of ways that they're that they need to explore creating community with other people, to explore ways they can equip themselves in ways that they haven't done before and also of course like explore how they can bring Christ to the people around them more and, and putting all those pieces together to help them explore their God-given purpose mm -hmm. um, and the, you, you already alluded to this the set list that you put out there and the and the creative team within the worship team is kind of tinkered with and helped arrange for worship night on February 16th at 6.30 p.m. Um, that set list that y'all put together is born out of a difficult season for a lot of people at Pathway. And 
it is one that we hope will help people think through the theme that, that y'all put a lot of thought into, which the theme is as in heaven. And it's something that in our modern world we don't really think of a lot because it's difficult and we can afford not to think about eternity and focus so much on what's going on here because there's a lot going on. But can you explain a little bit of, of like in general why you think it's important to think about something that's, that's so, that can be taboo, that, that people naturally want to avoid and thinking about eternity and the promise of heaven and how God wants us to live our lives here Mm-hmm. And fulfills will as it is fulfilled in heaven. Like, what, where did that idea come from, and why do you think it's important? Yeah. Well, we've all been through hard times, difficult times, times of loss um, that are really it's difficult to get through. But it changes you and changes your perspective on different things. And I think growing up, I grew up in a church culture that almost only thought about heaven. Right, like. There's kind of this spectrum, I think, I say only, that's not true, but there was this spectrum of like, you think about here and now, and you think about heaven. And um, it was so focused on heaven sometimes that, or what's next, like I wanna have a relationship with Jesus, and once that's done, like what I do here on earth doesn't matter. I won't say that that's the whole church culture, that's wrong, but. Um, it but lean, it, it lean. leans that way. Like sermons would lean that way. Yeah. Like the, the end goal of right. get to heaven. Yeah. Is like. Don't, don't go to hell. It, yeah. As opposed to sanctification. Right. And so I feel like in college, I pushed myself the other way. It's like, mm. here matters. You know, I want to live a life worthy of the calling I've received. And I want to please God and I want to make wise choices. And. Um, I feel like when you, you know, go through a difficult time or experience loss that you are, your mind shifts back to heaven and what's next because, man, that sounds really good to um, have what's good in this world but have none of the bad, you know, mm. to not experience pain and suffering and um, our tears to be wiped away. Like, uh, it will be an incredible time once we get there. But I feel like... Um, where we need to be in our day-to-days and between. Like, I don't want to neglect thinking about heaven. I don't want to neglect, like, just putting it in the back of my mind because I feel like that is a very big, important role in our lives as believers. But I definitely also don't want to neglect thinking about here and now because we get a taste of heaven here. We get to experience God through Jesus and the Holy Spirit today we get that taste of what eternity will be like today and i don't like that's not something to miss out on that's where great joy and great um love and you know peace and praise comes from is hey like we get to do this for eternity and eternity is going to be really good but today is really good too and not to take away from the bad the bad is hard um but when we can, we can still praise God in the hard times. We can still have joy and peace, even when things are really difficult. And um, I think that's what fuels my worship. And um, when we can do that together, we can do that as a body, is I think just a beautiful thing. So I think um, that's where the theme came, 
you know, heaven's going to be really awesome. And I want to be reminded of that. I want to be able to think on and think about, you know, our daughter loves to ask questions. What will heaven be like? You know, what will the trees be like? Will, or there, the, be, will there be addicts? Will there heaven? be addicts? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And so, uh, also just learning a little bit from Ruby, you know, I want to like let my imagination go there but i want it to inspire today not just to try and live you know just for that i want it to uh, affect how i live and interact with other people today and so um <laughs> so i'm excited um to for worship mine yeah it's kind of this cycle of go through hard times you remember oh wait there will be a time where hard times won't exist yeah. But you can't just sit and wait. Right. You got to make sure that you do your best to bring as many of those good times to bring a reflection of heaven and that peace and that joy can permeate this existence and in our life now. And it can be reflected through us because we have God in us, the Holy Spirit in us, to then make earth, make this life more like the next by how we love people, by how we treat people, the hope that we offer, yeah. pointing to the glory of God that we can only see very in a small way that we'll eventually we'll see fully. Right. And, and that's, that's what makes life beautiful. That's what gives us hope when we experience bad things. So there, there's this process that you really thought through that you want, wanted people to experience with each set. So just to just talk about worship nights specifically in the different sets to kind of talk about the nuts and bolts. And some people really love to hear this. And that's what we want to offer through this podcast too, is, is to give people a peek into why the songs were chosen, the order they were chosen, why they're, they're clumped together the way that we clumped them together. Um, so with the first set, well, the end game, right? The end game is we want people to walk out of there excited to explore their vision that God has for their life to bring Christ to people around them. Mm -hmm. But we also want to bring people to the first step of why that's even possible. Mm. And it's also probably what you need to first think about when you go through a difficult time or experience tragedy mm. or experience trial. And that's what, what is the first thing that, that for you, you're, you and the team articulated? Jesus. Jesus. Uh, because of Jesus, we have hope. Without Jesus, we don't. And so I think when we think and reflect on Jesus and who he is and what he's done for us, um, and that may seem, once again, like really cliche, but the gravity of what he went through and what he bore for us, what he, um, you know, he was fully God and fully human. So while he was without sin, he went through all the tragedies that we did and we do. And so he can the Bible says that he can empathize with us. He knows what we're going through. It's not just a God that's far away and has no idea and a mean God that makes us experience bad things. No, Jesus did. And when we can be reminded of him and reminded of the sacrifice that he made for us, and that is what gives us hope of heaven, the hope of eternal life and no that pain sin and no has sorrow. Been, yes. Sin's been paid for. Death has been conquered. Yes. Sin doesn't get to win. Death doesn't get to win. Like, we have victory. Okay, this is my opinion, victory in Jesus. But we do. I mean, it's, um, it's something to 
um, to reflect on for sure and to let it move your heart no matter how often you have heard mm -hmm. it and how mm -hmm. long you've been in the church or had faith. Um, it's not small and it's not to be skipped over. So the first set is all about Jesus and about the hope that we have because of what he did for us. And the, this, the first song to kick off the night, mm -hmm. it, we did it for the Christmas. Right. When we had just the female vocalists yeah. and they did the song Clean. Mm -hmm. And to me, like that song is just so beautiful and the harmonies are emphasized and we just have such talented female voices that to kick the night off by saying, I'm gonna butcher this because I'm terrible with lyrics, but <laughs> to, to be, to introduce like, okay, like we know that we are sinful people, but because of Jesus, our hearts are clean. Yeah. Like was the precious blood has left me forgiven. And to, to hear that in such a beautiful song, hopefully sets the tone that people are blown away by the, by the voices that are singing the song. Yeah. But let that pierce our sometimes jaded or rushed mm. or distracted hearts coming in on a Wednesday night after a full work day, yeah. trying our best to get to pathway on time, that that really focuses our hearts and our minds mm -hmm. on, on a song that's so raw. You know, like the rawness of that yeah. song is, is so obvious. Is there a song in that first set that if you'll talk about clean, if you want to comment on the other songs, just that, that, that's what we hope for that first song. Yes, yeah. No, I love clean. I'm super excited um, to have it again. The other two songs in the set are Man of Sorrows and By the Cross. And By the Cross is a new song. We're actually, I think, introducing it potentially on a Sunday morning before worship night. Um, yeah, I think the Sunday, two Sundays before. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really excited. I hope everyone listens to it and beforehand as well. Um, and that just once again speaks to Jesus and what Jesus done, has done for us through the cross. And um, I'm, yeah, I just, that whole set together, I'm really excited about because we can gloss over the importance of Jesus or it can fall on deaf ears because of how often we talk about Jesus. And so my hope, my heart is that the first set sets the tone for the night that people are able to quiet their, whatever they have going on that week, mm. whatever their schedule is, and to focus on Jesus and what he's done for us. Yeah. And the next set, like it transitions, which is a natural transition to, to think about the sacrifice on the cross and the promise of the resurrection mm -hmm. flows right into the promise of heaven. Right. That we should be celebrating the promise of heaven and Jesus is the one that made that possible. Yeah. And that's, we've had a lot of like death lately, just the past couple months of Pathway, just like with family members and stuff. And I think like that, it's, it's not that, the set list was already created before a lot of that happened. And it's not, we, we don't want people to, we don't want to force people to think about that. Mm -hmm. But we also want people to understand the reality that because of the promise of heaven, it should be a celebration. That every moment of life, that even the moment of death, even the moments after we have lost loved ones, because of heaven, 
because of our faith, we are citizens of heaven. And that one day, in Revelation, it says that, that, that Jesus will wipe away every tear, that all the sorrows and trials of this life are going to be done away with. And that, that's really the, the emotional part that we want people to, like if, you're not, if your heart's not melted at that point yeah. in, of the night, we hope that it is at that point that you will feel like you can submit your heart and your mind to mm-hmm. what Jesus has done for us. Mm-hmm. And I know there's, there's, a, there's a new song in that set too. Yeah. Is there just one? There's, no, there's two new there's songs. There's one. Well, first song is Oh Praise the Name, which we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second song is I Will Wait for You, which we've done, but just once also at Christmas. The guys sing that song. And then the third song is Hymn of Heaven, and this will be the first time that we the sing that The guys sing I Will Wait for You? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that. Did you realize that, Dom? He was in that set. <laughs> Who's saying that? Daniel singing? Yeah. I like that song. I didn't realize that was in that set. But I like that song because looking at it, Dom's going to be the one more likely leading it that night. As the first two verses, I think it's Psalm 130. Is that what it is? Yeah. 140? 130. Right? It's 130? a song. Yes. Based on a song. And it's like a prayer of supplication of like, God, like I'm depending on you. Mm-hmm. But then the second half, like it turns on a dime. There's just, what is it called? Like an interlude? What is it called? With like where they just play the chords, chord progression. Instrumental. Instrumental. <laughs> That's another word like in the chord sheet. But it turns and it's this, it's Call this plea. Yeah. It's a plea to the singer. From the singer to the people singing. From the worship leader to the congregation. Whatever the relationship is of saying because you can depend on God, because you can wait on God and God is going to come through every single time, you need to place your faith in what Jesus has done. Yeah. And that will give you a relationship with a God that you can wait on and He will always show up. And not that he, we have to wait on God, but that God is already showing up before we even are waiting on Him. Like That's such a powerful song to be like, hey, like God's so dependable, but listen, you have a decision to make. And hopefully, like, at that point in the night, like, people, we hope to see salvations at every turn of our ministry, you know, everything that we do at Pathway. But we hope that, that if there's anybody in the room at that point, that they respond to those last two verses by saying, I place my faith in what Christ has done for mm-hmm. me. That I understand my sin, I understand the sacrifice of Jesus, the victory over sin and death, and the promise of heaven, and to grab a hold of that through faith. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really like that song as well, but yeah. And then the third song is Hymn of Heaven, and that's a new song. And so it starts out of this plea and cry of you know, how I long to mm. breathe the air of heaven where pain is gone. And it's just, um, it's... It's very focused on yes. afterlife. Yes, and it, but it too has a turn. So mm. at the beginning of the song, it's very much like inspiring the singer to just think and imagine and you know it speaks to our longing for that um for heaven but then it turns and says but let it be today that we sing the hymn of heaven i think that was really important to me because and especially with this night because once like we've already talked about i don't want i want to long i want to think about heaven but i don't want it to just stay there like i want it to impact how i live today and that we are getting to sing this hymn of heaven we get to praise god together we get to have that taste of heaven today and, and that turn like we want that turn to be the thing that carries us 
into the rest of the night, right? So that final set is on purpose, like a very upbeat set. And we're doing yes. a brand new song that we haven't done before. Yes. That we probably- I had to look it up to remind myself of it. <laughs> <laughs> which the name is King of Glory. King of Glory, right? yes. And it's very upbeat and it's very dancey. <laughs> yeah. I'm the, I'm it's a, a Clint Feltz dance, kind of. <clears throat> Who's Clint Feltz? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, yes. it's, it's meant to, there, there'll be a call to action in between Hymn of Heaven and, and King of Glory. Yeah. And so like that final set is meant for people to, to metaphorically and with their hearts and their minds, like be dancing out of, out of the building, like ready mm-hmm. to live out the Hymn of Heaven here on earth. That, right. To, to help people see the reality of what Jesus has done for them, the victory over sin and death, and the right. promise of heaven to explore that and what that looks like in their life, and uh, which which hopefully we people will respond and, and people's lives and minds are changed. Right, because it can be a heavy thing to think about, and we don't want. Um, I mean, it is. It's heavy to think about heaven and to think about um, you know especially if you lost someone or something like that. Um, but man, is it going to be good? And also is today, like it, even with everything, like there is reason to sing and rejoice. And so I'm really excited. Yeah. The, the stakes are high, you yeah. know, for the responsibility that's been given to us by Christians to explore a purpose. As a church, like sometimes we can get focused on the rat race of it all and not realize that our everyday interactions with everyday people is what the church was instituted for. Right. And hopefully like that call to action results in, in people deciding to live their lives focused on that. Yes. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for all the work that's been put in by Dom. Dom's over here. <laughs> Lurking, and, <laughs> lurking, and Carrie, you know, just so appreciative that, <laughs> that that we have such a great team of of people and volunteers to work on it, and yeah. excited about the night. Our team is really incredible and put in some big work, and so already, and will continue. So I'm really, really proud of them and their input and mm. everything they've done. So we'll be releasing the set list on social media and via email and all that soon so you can listen to it and, and be prepped for it and uh, be doing some other things to introduce the new songs to get you more familiar with them, incorporating them on Sundays and the promo, the pre-show videos for, for Sundays as well. So get ready for that. February 16th, worship night, doors open 6.30. There'll be food and childcare there uh, for, I think, uh, pre-K and down. I think if you're a kindergartner up, you'll worship with your family. So that, that's an exciting thing to introduce those elementary age mm-hmm. kids to. So February 16th, 6.30, worship night as in heaven. <laughs>